Quality Goods is brought to you by The Genius Brand. Products formulated according to science. Their clinically dosed supplements are crafted with tested, raw, and effective ingredients without proprietary blends, artificial dyes, artificial flavors, sweeteners, unnecessary fillers, or banned substances. I've recently gotten really into nootropics and their genius consciousness has been tremendous in helping me focus while working from home through quarantine. It's got lion's mane, astragalus, ginseng, and a little bit of caffeine from green coffee extract. Sometimes they even stack that with their caffeine-free pre-workout when I'm getting in my daily fitness. Genius Pre is one of the cleanest pre-workouts I've taken. It's stimulant-free and there is no jitters. Uh, you know, if you've ever taken uh, any pre-workouts out there, I'm sure you know uh, what I'm talking about. Your physical capabilities are guaranteed to expand when your brain is engaged with their all-natural nutrients, and your muscles will be stimulated by scientifically proven clean ingredients. They've got lots of other supplements and vitamins for you, depending on which area of genius you're trying to improve. And you can get 15% off of your order with coupon QUALITY when you shop at thegeniusbrand.com. Or just follow the link in our Instagram bio. And if you're not satisfied, they'll even give you your money back. So what have you got to lose? Hit up the Genius Brand today with code QUALITY at checkout. On this episode of the podcast, we have our first guest from the tech realm as Mike Smith, a product manager for SAP, joins us to talk product and remote work. We talked about what a day in the life of a product manager is like and the diverse skill set that every good PM should possess and building trust and relationships while working from home. Mike has been working remote for going on 12 plus years, so he is a battle-tested work-from-home veteran that was happy to share some of his tips for maintaining a healthy work-life balance when you're faced with blending your career and time spent at home. While we all continue to adjust to a lifestyle without office collaboration, you can sit back and enjoy this conversation about tech, product, and remote work. So let's get into it and see what's good. What is going on, good people? You are tuned into the Quality Goods Podcast. I'm Chris Beatty. And I'm Anson J. And today we have a special guest coming from across the country over in upstate New York. We got Mike Smith, a product manager from SAP. How's it going, man? Hey, doing good. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. You know, it's, uh, it's a little hot over here in the Bay. All um, right. All right. Yeah. The air, the air quality is a little questionable, not as bad as it has it's been. been yeah. I've been following that. I have a lot of coworkers out there, a lot of people out in California. And yeah, I know that's been quite an issue out there. I'm glad it's kind of starting to clear a little bit a little bit yeah yeah definitely yes. everyone's uh everyone across the country i know is kind of watching what's going out there and uh wishing you guys good luck oh, yeah well thanks we'll yeah, take all we can it. get man yeah. yeah so mike and i actually met uh working at sap uh, i got a chance to do a fellowship with his team and uh work with a lot of talented individuals why don't we just start with this like i, I know a lot of people are probably wondering what is a product manager. Right. And that's something, you know, we think about a lot. You, you can listen to 
you know, 20 different product managers and hear 20 different things. And part of it, there's really um, in business and development, there's this area of business, things that need to get done kind of between the business and the development team that someone has to do and different teams, like who does what pieces can kind of change and uh, exactly how those responsibilities fall can change. So that's one of the reasons why the what's a product manager is a little bit fuzzy. Um, but, you know, generally it's the person that is kind of uh, the center point for a particular product that coordinates and makes sure that uh, all the different pieces from, you know, development, marketing, legal, sales, just kind of everything within a business that needs to interact with this product, you're kind of quarterbacking for that product and making sure that everyone's uh, kind of running full steam and everyone's going in the right direction. Yeah, I like that. The, the quarterback, you can think of them as the quarterback that, you know, they, yeah. they have to know the playbook the most out of anybody on the field, you know, and they're the one calling the shots when it's time to go. Right. And, you know, you, you need to know a little bit of everything, you know, quarterback has to, you know, quarterback isn't the running back, but he has to understand what the running back's going to do. He has to know what the tackler is going to do. Where they need to be. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to be able to kind of, um, you know, be able to not do everyone's job, not know everything, but like know what they do, understand enough that you can kind of understand what's the business impact of that. The, The other thing that I like to, um, point out from the product manager is it's, also the the voice of the customer is sometimes a term that's used and so yeah i hear that a lot yeah so at, at all those points you know it's it's easy for you know marketing or legal or sales or development to kind of like uh really get really dive into their world a little bit and forget you know how is this going to impact the customer and so that's another part of the product manager's job is just into, you know, in any conversation, kind of be the voice of the customer within that conversation. Yeah. Always have the customer's interest in mind when making any decisions, like what impact is this going to have for our customers? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So like a a jack of all trades, you can say. I I kind of like that. I mean, honestly, that's one of the things that I like about this job is, you know, I used to do development um, and I like that too, but um, yeah, just in general, I like learning new things and like, I know I like knowing a little bit of everything and um, this job's kind of perfect for that. Yeah. I think that's what drew me to product management as well. I came from a background of, audio production and uh, working in the studios and i you know i've i've done all the roles i've i've been in front of a microphone i've been on the boards and everything in between and i you know and i found myself liking the role of the producer the most mm-hmm. because they they have to know a little bit about everything that's going on and try to get the best product at the end of the session or whatever you know and like you, your nice. end goal is making a song you know, you want to make, you're just ensuring that you get the best performance out of your artist, make sure that the engineer is doing his job properly and mixing it proper, but they're not doing the, all those things hands-on. They're just creating the environment for those things to happen. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, invisible work that goes on, whether it's, you know, a software product or a song, there's a lot of, uh, kind of coordination and, it's a lot harder. A lot of times you, you don't necessarily see the end result of producer or product manager or however you want to put it, that, yeah. that sort of, uh, 
you know, keeping everything going, um, it's really important and it's really satisfying. But in the end, you almost want to be invisible to the end customer. Like you're not the focus, the product, the song, uh, that's the focus. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good analogy. Yeah. I didn't think about producers, yeah. product manager, but that's good. Yeah, another analogy that uh, Marut, our mutual friend, actually gave me yeah. is that this one's not as glorious, but like a, a product manager, like in a restaurant setting, is a lot like a server. And mm-hmm. the, you know, the the customer, obviously the, the customer, the patron dining there, but then the they have to coordinate between the customer, figure out what the customer wants, uh, and then they have to relay that information to the cooks, who in this instance could be a lot like the developers, mm-hmm. and say like, "Hey, these are the requirements for this <laughs> dish that you need to put together." And you know, like the while the cooks may have their own idea about what this dish should be like, maybe the customer uh, didn't want lettuce or something like mm-hmm. that on, on their dish, and you know, the, but the cooks like, "Oh man, that's not how it's <laughs> how it's done." Yeah. But like at the end of the day. The goal is to please the customer. Yeah. So that was the analogy. Hmm. That yeah, I haven't heard me. that one. That's that's pretty good though. Yep. Yeah, and I, I think an important aspect of that that uh, is asking the right questions. And I've found that mm. out of the product managers that I've been around, and like they ask questions that it's like, oh man, that was so insightful, and you're like really digging deep, and it's like I would never have thought of that, and I've been really trying to dig into that mindset. Well, I bet this, um, you know, having a podcast and interviewing and getting practice that way, I bet that's great practice for also doing product management. I mean, that's yeah, what absolutely. you're doing here every couple of weeks. You just sit down and ask questions. So, yeah, I mean, but there's asking questions and then there's asking like <laughs> the real, the right questions that just really get in there and you're like, whoa, that was, that was an answer that I didn't even know that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of respect for people that are really good at get it digging in and asking like interviewers that can really do a great job. Um, and to your point of like asking really great questions that they make it sometimes it seems like it's just so effortless and you're just like, Oh yeah, Yeah. they're just having a conversation. But those interviewers that, um, you know, you just end up seeing a topic and a person in a whole new light. That is incredible. Um, I know like this is kind of, um, I don't know, maybe a little nerdy of me, but I love Terry Gross, like uh, oh, yeah. fresh I'm air. A big fresh air. I'm yeah, a big fresh she's, air she's amazing. Like, um, you know, and yeah, I think that was one of the, if I think of um, an interviewer just comes to mind, who's like the best interviewer. She, she's the one that just pops to my mind. Yeah. She has such um, a soothing voice too. That's a, also a nice place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another yeah. guy that comes to mind for me is like Larry King. Like that guy oh, has been yeah. doing it forever. And now he's not, he's not on what TV network was he on forever? But, it's CNN, I believe. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah. But yeah, now, now he's got his own thing going online and oh, yeah. okay. st- still, still asking those good questions. Okay. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, it awesome. is an art form. Yeah. This day and age, you can study to be a product manager. Like I know that mm-hmm. there's college coursework, but this, that's relatively new. And before... Uh, that wasn't really like a major that you could study Mm -hmm. in school. You can't study product management. So what is like the path that you see most often to get to uh, product management? Yeah. So that's actually, it's funny. That's uh, if you look at product management forums online, you look at mind the product, you look at just Reddit has a product management thread. Um, 
that's one of the most common <laughs> common questions you see. Um, yeah. I mean, I see it's definitely not a requirement. I see a lot of at, at SAP. I saw a lot of people coming in through um, kind of a develop more of a development background. Yeah, uh, I've noticed that background. as well. But I've also seen um, you know we have some colleagues that came in through more of a um, uh, like sales engineer, like technical sales type role, um, or even a project management role. Um, yeah. so the, yeah, it's, it's to a point. So solutions engineer, um, yeah, project management, uh, in some organizations, our organization is not real heavy in this way, but, um, coming in through kind of marketing, but also with a technical yeah. background would be another, um, kind of role actually one that i found really useful that i don't know anyone else in our group that's done it this way but um i was i started out as a consultant and um i I thought that was a lot of good uh customer facing experience too that really helped um so i think there's a number of different ways that you can get at it but i think that um you know the best things are to come with at least enough of a technical background to, uh, yeah. you know, really understand the behind the scenes, the architecture, what's the impact. And then, um, you know, enough, something that is also customer facing. So whether that's kind of, you know, e- even if you were support or solutions, something that's kind of a combination of technical and customer facing is probably the, um, yeah, the two paths that you want to kind of bring together. Uh, would you say that the technical skills are equal or more or less important than the soft skills that go into the, the work? Um, I mean, that's going to depend a little bit on your organization. I'd say in general, it's probably a little less, honestly, because the, the technical skills are also a little bit easier to train Pick for. To be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to be a good... Um, you know, you have to be able to build rapport with people and you have to be, have like just common sense and be able to, you know, use good judgment. And some of those things are hard to, you know, nail down and train for. So if you have, you know, if, if you're good with people, uh, you know, you generally kind of understand how business works. You have that sort of uh, big picture view of kind of understanding how this one little piece that you're working on today is going to impact the customer, you know, six months down the road, if you have that sort of mindset, um, you know, you can build up those technical skills. Um, yeah. So I'd say the soft skills. Yeah. Yeah. Now, something that I would like to get into with you, like we'll dive in a little deeper uh, in a little bit, but you know, you've been working remote for a long time Yeah. and you know, communication is a big part of being a product manager. Like one of the, the biggest parts, I, I would say. Mm-hmm. Almost. But like, how has it been building trust and building relationships with teammates when you're fully remote? It is. I mean, it's, it honestly is pretty, it, it is a challenge. Um, it's something that you have to work at a little bit more than when you're in person. Um, so, I mean, it, little things like I, I think little things help just like uh when you have a call with people you know start out calls and take a little bit of time to um get to know them a little bit ask how their day was 
you know, talk about the weekend. That sort of, you know, five, 10 minutes of um, personal discussion is really going to, it, it might seem like it's, you know, you're not on task, you're not being productive, but really you are in the long run because it's really building those um, relationships and building that trust with your team that, um, you know, if you're in an office that kind of comes a little more naturally, you know, you go get coffee, you're just passing by yeah. in the hallway. It's really easy to do, but you have to sort of schedule it a little bit more. Um, I mean, I've even done, I had one team um, where we were uh, all remote. We had, you know, Germany, US, Bulgaria, um, and a couple of people in Asia. And we would do, we would actually have once a week, we'd have our coffee corner call where we actually set up a time to literally just do that. So we would talk for 30 minutes about just, you know, how the week went, what we're doing for the weekend. And so that sort of personal rapport is definitely part of it. Um, but I, I think the other thing that, you know, it's not enough to just be personable. You also have to sort of earn trust in a business sense too. And part of that comes from, um, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of different ways that you can get into that uh, level of trust. Part of it's providing value to all the people you're working with. So, um, you know, the developers need to understand that, um, you know, you understand what they're working on, the challenges that they're facing and, that when you're sort of um, prioritizing, you know, help them understand why you're prioritizing things a certain way and what that impact is. So really kind of uh, explaining your thought process when you are, because it, it's easy to just come through and say, okay, team, we're going to work on this and then this. And, you know, all right, okay, they'll go off and work on it. But if you really want to earn their trust and kind of get into a good working relationship with them. Um, it helps to talk to them about kind of what the, what your customers are doing, what they're seeing um, and why it's important that we work on, you know, X instead of Y. Um, yeah. Like make it make sense for all the parts that are in there. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, also with, you know, I, I work a lot with like, sales and marketing too and so on that side also providing that value there where like they know they can come to me and um you know talk about a particular customer talk about something that we need to get out into the market for marketing and i'm going to be able to provide relevant valuable information you know if they come to me and ask a question and i give them a one-word answer and walk out the door and say you know okay that's your responsibility then that's not really building that trust so you, you kind of have to be able to um provide value provide input into as many places as you can to really build out your network it's one of the challenging things about product management is no one actually reports to you or usually yeah. <laughs> no, no direct reports. Yeah. yeah, you know? yeah. Like you're, you're not the boss of the engineers or the, nope. the people in marketing or anything like you have to it's like the bridge though, yeah. that kind of, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Like you have to, you have to persuade them. You don't yep. get to like 
yeah. d- give them tasks. You have to say like, Hey, this is what we should do and why, mm. and why we should do it now versus doing it later. Right. Yeah. And it's, so it's a lot of persuasion. Like you say, it's a lot of, um, you know, convincing. And so that's why, you know, it, it's, you know, if, if you don't have that sort of persuasion and influence in the organization, you can't really be effective. Um, cause you know, you, you can't just kind of set down dictates of this is how we're doing things. You have to really be able to build that with uh, everyone in the organization. Yeah. And that's like, seems like a very unique position anyway, where, you know, you talk to all these different moving pieces. And then, so the kind of questions you get are all kinds because Mm -hmm. it can come from any direction, right? Like, you know, if you're the salesperson, that's, they get a certain kind of question, like, Mm -hmm. you know, directed towards them, but you're like, yeah, it can come from anyone's mind. So yeah, I guess thinking on the fly is a whole different level for you. Yeah. I, I I like the, um, you know, get have in the morning, have a discussion about, you know, I don't know, database indexes and, uh, how we're going to do some database structure to optimize performance. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, get into a call with the marketing team about, you know, what's the, how are we going to put out some articles on the future of CPAS or, you know, yeah, (laughs) totally different areas, which is fun for me. I don't know. It's, part of what I like. That's what, what drew me to the practice as well is being able to talk to all these different peoples in different parts of the business and you get different perspectives, different bits of information. And it's like, it's up to you. Like you now have all this information now, like how do I organize it into actionable things? Mm-hmm. How do I make an impact with this information that I have? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So who are some people like in history that, maybe you'd say like, it's like a famous product manager, like, like who, like who would be a recognizable product manager in, in the, in the real world? You know, I mean, we're all in the real world. In the famous yeah. world, you know, yeah. I, I know that there are <laughs> outside of tech. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because of what we just said, um, you know, what we were just talking about with like CEOs are not product managers. So like it's, there are CEOs that kind of, are very involved in product and are very influential. So you have like Steve Jobs, I think is yeah. probably really well known, obviously. Um, you know, he he's someone that, you know, was very impactful directly in the design, you know, product and design. Um, but, you know, I was actually listening to the, there's a organization, Mind the Product, um, for anyone that is interested in product management, they do a lot of videos and conferences and have a lot of material. I was watching one of their videos and they had a um, speaker who was, you know, long-term product manager, uh, very senior guy, I think at Microsoft. Um, But he was giving examples of five or six very impactful product managers uh, that, you know, you, and the point was, you really know their product, you know, you can kind of see the transition that they helped um, make in a business and you can see the impact that they had, yeah. but they're not names that anyone would really know unless you were really diving yeah, into them. Yeah. So I mean, the, the, like he gave, he talked, for example, gave a little bio of um, the product manager that um, basically helped scale Netflix. Um, you know, how, how do you get that business into a, yeah, from, from mailing DVDs yeah. to the streaming 
you know, arguably the, the most popular streaming platform in the world. Right. And so, you, you know, the, there was a product manager that was there that was, you know, in the weeds, making things happen, you know, dealing with the billing teams, figuring out difficult problems. Um, I've honestly, I've, I've forgotten the name. It wasn't someone I'd heard of. And that, that's kind of the going back to a little bit in the conversation, you know, kind of like with the a uh, little bit like a producer or yeah, product like, manager. Like it's the product that you see, it's the impact yeah, that you see, yeah. not necessarily the person. So um, yeah, I, f- I feel like product managers are really impactful, but they're n- maybe behind the scenes a bit more. Yeah. And I mean, we've kind of talked about that in uh, previous podcasts with some of our like music people too, is that mm-hmm. you don't like you not looking for who it is, just enjoying the song for what it is. I know I did my job because of that, you know, like, yeah. I mean, obviously a little different in certain realms where like the producers oh, shout sure. their name out, but yeah, you know, yeah. but in general, yeah. Like, you know, putting, putting that whole project together, like, Oh, okay. And then the artist is the one that is known for, it, but all, all those pieces mm-hmm. that get those people on those songs where there's another person involved with that. Yep. Yeah, no, definitely. So, I mean, any good, you know, if, if you have a good product, the, there was, a, you know, uh, Microsoft Word, if you have, um, you know, Excel at Google, you know, Google search, you know, you, you have some product. Now you probably, now you have a huge team Teams of product of managers. Yeah. But at some point in the past, you know, you had like a product manager that really got that started and it's had a huge impact, but, you know. Who was that? I'm, yep. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about the products that you manage. And uh, sure. now this is, uh, this is an area of business that I came across only more recently. And it's sort of a communications products as a service, CPAS products. And it's, it's products that we've probably all have experience with mm-hmm. as consumers, you know, but we don't think about the fact that like, yeah, this is actually part of a big ecosystem of business communication with us, the end users. Right, and, right. It, and it's gotten, you know, if you talked about it, the idea of um, sort of API-driven communication has been around for a while. I mean, you think uh, about, you know, pin codes they get to log in. That's been one of the, uh, it's, still a, it's still a huge thing and it's kind of grown with uh, security concerns, but that's been around for a long time. Um, or you know, delivery notifications, you know, you get a package in the mail and you get a text message. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that has really grown with the um, certain new breed of companies, like, um, you know, they're not so new anymore, but, you know, your Ubers and Airbnb and those type of companies that um, were really driven by, um, you know, they also talk about the API economy. So, you know, Uber... Obviously, they built a lot of software themselves, but really their value proposition was taking, you know, maps and uh, maps and routing, communication, billing, and then like pulling those into a good customer experience. And so they didn't do, now they do a lot more themselves. They've kind of scaled and uh, taken more in-house over time. But when they started, you know, they didn't do the billing themselves. They didn't do the maps themselves. They didn't do the like communication between the drivers and the passengers themselves. Those are all sort of um, part of the API economy driven by just uh, microservices. Microservices. Yeah. So that's not their business. Their business is the, uh, you know, great customer experience. So on the communication part of that, that's where, um, 
you know, that's where I work. So, you know, SAP does a lot. Um, our, our real core business is SMS, which is a little bit of, you know, sounds a little bit old, but it's really, it's still the primary native uh, communication mm-hmm. that everyone has on their phone. So you want to communicate to, you know, directly four billion people in the world SMS <laughs> in, your, in your pocket and yep. a device yep. that you have on you arguably all day yeah so. yeah and so yeah that that's kind of um where we go is is kind of helping those customers come up with um good ways to get to helping our customers or so businesses <laughs> uh reach out to their consumers so it's really um that's the cpass is really about you know that that giving that consumer the best experience so you know that there has been email providers and sms providers and you know ways to talk on facebook or on you know whatsapp on video there's been lots of different ways to talk to consumers but i think what the what's changed in the last 5 five, eight years or so, um, has been kind of, uh, working on omni-channel experience. So bringing all those channels together, making it easier for a company to talk to their consumers where they are, like different points in their consumer journey, talk to them in different channels, depending on you know, sometimes you need video, sometimes you need voice, sometimes you need SMS and really simplifying that. So it's not something that, you know, companies need to spend, you know, have 20 people just working on communications for the next three years, but really kind of making that simple and easy so they can focus on what they need to, and then just let us know how they want to talk to their customer and we'll help you uh, reach out to them. Yeah, and have a centralized place to communicate with all of their customers. Yeah. Being able to like retain all of that communication data. So it it gives the consumer a better experience because then they feel like that business knows them, you know, mm-hmm. like almost on a personal level because they have so much data and it's just <laughs> Collecting, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you have to be a Facebook, little bit careful. Facebook yeah. knows me better than some of my friends. <laughs> yeah, Facebook does. Yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, and and you know, I don't know if you've had this experience, but like, go how frustrating it is to like, you know, be you know, you're trying to deal with a company and you're talk to them on the phone, and then you get an email from a different person in a different group and then you know maybe they have twi- you're not getting what you need so you go out to twitter and it's a different person and you have all these different threads and so from a you know from an enterprise perspective it's really important for them to uh really provide the customer a common experience no matter how they're communicating um yeah. and that's really hard to do and that's what you know one of the things the cpass is trying to make easier. The other thing that's I think is going to be kind of interesting that some of the companies are doing some cool things with is um, more of a like low coding or no coding type yeah. applications. Yeah, I've noticed that trend as well. Yeah. So like workflow managers, I know you, you were looking at that. That's, yeah, yeah. that's a big thing where, you know, you, yeah, you can do some pretty cool things with, um, you know, without knowing how to, 
without actually being a developer. Yeah. Yeah, Just like put together these little pieces and build. I I think there's one that's um, came out a little while ago that uh, I've used a little bit. It's just a simple little SMS uh, bot, but it's called like resist bot. (laughs) So it's, Mm -hmm. it's like a text message. You can send text message and it'll like send messages to your Senator. And I I don't think they used code for that. that. I think it's just like Mm -hmm. a workflow builder. So that, that sort of thing, it's, uh, yeah, kind of cool stuff you can do. Yeah. And I think stuff like that kind of just, it really resonates with me because of my product philosophy. I always believe in like creating the most simple, like a really simple and elegant experience, you know, like you can have all these advanced features and whatnot, but if you can't even just accomplish the basic tasks, you Mm -hmm. know, yeah. Yep. And make it as easy as possible. You know, people's attention spans these days. Yeah. <laughs> like if you if it's not like a one button like achievement, then mm-hmm. like yeah. you know, you might lose them along the way in that funnel, you know? Like yeah. if you if you have to go click on a link and then click on another button and then like go to another page, fill out a form, like <laughs> you've already yeah, like I come them. from I come from like a retail background, and we're mm-hmm. still doing that. We're like, you know, more people are really willing to give you their phone number than their email even now, you know. Yeah. And like before, it was like. Oh, you know, thanks for shopping here. Here's a survey to get a discount. Now it's like, hey, just text this number right now. And we'll give you a discount because yeah. you have to just do it that way. And I, you know, I might get a text message, an email, and an app notification that my package is going. But whatever, like now I know it's coming. You know, and like like you said, however you need that info, you're you know making it easy to get out there. And yeah, we're definitely pumping more into SMS again. You know, yeah. uh, and then like um, making sure okay, we're not really focused on apps yet in the company I'm at, but making sure that the website's more mobile friendly than, you know, computer friendly. It's like, you know, so always trying to, and then trying to explain it to some of these guys have been around before that. And like you said, show like, no, there's value in this. Like, you know, I don't see it yet, but Mm -hmm. it's not going away, you know? Yeah, no, like uh, SMS is, it's, it's an interesting one where, um, you know, you, you think like SMS seems like such old technology, but it's, still growing and i think people are getting more um you know more used to working with businesses over sms um yeah Yeah, i I would say so yeah yeah Yeah, i mean chris and i talked about before we got on the podcast like you know we made a couple donations recently and then now my text message are blowing up like hey thanks for chris for his partners (laughs) thank anson you know for doing that we're we're getting closer like we're trying to beat these like and it's working because i'm like you know what i didn't have to go look for where to get it they make it apple pay a lot of times or what one of those kind of things so it's like yeah man let's do this you know yeah 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 rcs is is another big thing that's part of SMS is that like the rich chat is mm. because like we, a lot of people have smartphones and iMessage is an example of that where mm-hmm. you can have like kind of HTML like elements mm-hmm. within the chat already. So it, it is like kind yeah. of aligned with SMS, but it gives you more functionality. Like you can have like a call to action and have a button yeah. in the chat, in the chat message. And yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. even, yeah, I'm trying to go buy something with my credit card and it text me like, are you trying to make these purchases, you know, make yes or no, you know, it's like, and I, I just like the fact that there's multiple ways that they're making sure that I'm using my money or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, did you really yeah. sign in for me here? Or, you it's, know, it's so much more like, so SMS is, is so much more immediate than like sending you an email or mm-hmm. even giving you a call. Like how much easier is it to, you know, yeah, I've had that same thing, you know, is this mm-hmm. really you from your credit card company hit yes. And you're done rather than like get a phone call. Yep. Okay. This is your credit card. Yeah, check company. the last three transactions. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So much easier. I'm just trying to buy this one thing and be out, but now I got to yeah. be on the phone. Yeah. 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 Remove as many barriers to entry as possible. I mean, that's, 
That's how they get you on Amazon with that one click buy option. You yeah, know? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can skip the card altogether. Yeah. You can just have it right now. It can be on its way right All that now. stuff, man. Yeah. And then like, oh, you've bought this before. You, you should be running out by now. Did you want to buy more? I'm like, all right. You know, but they're like, it's already ready for you. Like, yeah. we know you like it. Like, yeah. Amazon is, yeah. They have some smart guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Some some serious social engineering there, conditioning us to just yeah. Yeah, you see everyone trying to adjust to it. Like you know, I mean, people using the swipe, you know, like swipe left and right, like that came from like whatever, oh, like yeah, the yeah. dating app world, and then now that's becoming more and other things. Or like you know, I mean, people like well, they know how that works. I'm just gonna apply it to what we're trying to do now. You know? mm-hmm. The simple gestures, you know. I'd like to switch gears a little bit and talk about something that's relevant to a lot of people right now. And it's working from home. It's it's, it's something that you've done for a long time. How how many years have you been doing this? Like, (laughs) Oh man. Uh, so we moved up here about 12 years, I think at this point. Yeah. yeah, Fully remote. Yeah. Yeah. Done some travel. I still travel some, but, um, yeah. One stat that I heard recently, actually, uh, in one of our uh, like town halls or whatever, is like employee productivity has gone up a lot because it's like people have trouble separating and creating time for themselves. And it's just like your computer's always there and you're always home now. You know, we got a pandemic. We can't go anywhere. And so people are working longer hours than ever before. Um, like what's what's something that you do to try to avoid overworking yourself yeah i mean so so you know i've been doing it for a while so i've gotten pretty good at um (laughs) you know kind of dealing with that sort of life balance and um making sure i stay sane but you know one thing that i if i find something i go back to uh focusing on and something i suggest to some other people is um having your start of the start of the day and end of the day rituals where um you know, if, if you think about, you know, normally when you're commuting into the office or if you walk to work or bike to work, you know, you, you have that separation and it, yeah. um, you know, maybe it's listening to, you know, your music or NPR in the car for half an hour. It's kind of how you get ready to go in the morning. And then at the end of the day, you know, you listen to your drive time radio or whatever. I don't think it's important to have that specific experience, but having something in your mind that's kind of a routine and ritual to sort of get your mind from work mode to you know non-work mode. So it could be like um, for me, lots of times it's just going out in the yard and playing with a dog, like throwing frisbee with a dog for you know ten fifteen minutes. Um, you know, go for, I, I've thought about this before and I, I, I really should do this. It'd be good for my exercise and a little bit of my pandemic weight I've put on, but um, like thinking about like a, a short bike ride every day after work and just making that like my commute. So even though I'm working from home, I go out and, you know, go out and ride 10 miles, you know, n- nothing big, yeah. but um, doing something like that. So yeah, whether it's just walking a dog or uh, getting outside for a minute, you know, reading a book, kind of whatever your um, ritual is, just have something and, you know, at 5.36, whatever your sort of time is where you are wrapping up the day and want to get onto your evening, just kind of, 
you know, schedule that in and make it an important thing that that's something that is part of your life now. Um, I think the other thing that um, I'd recommend, uh, especially if you are finding, you know, your, your computer is always there and you, you use your work computer outside of work too. So you're just always on it. Um, try to have a, this is hard. This is easier for some people than others, but try to have a workspace that is separate from your living space. So, I mean, it doesn't, for me, I have a, I've been doing it for, this is my life. So I have an office and I just go into my office. That's my workspace. Um, but you know, it doesn't have to be that, it, you know, your corner of the kitchen counter, maybe that's your workspace, you know, wh- whatever that space is. Uh, if you can keep that separate from, the rest of your life. Don't bring your computer into your bedroom and be sitting on your bed working. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'd say that that's like, the biggest, those are the biggest things. Yeah. No, those are some good tips. And I think I should really implement the, the first ones you're talking about is having those rituals because yeah, those were my rituals before it was my commutes. You know, that, yep. that is like my, my brain signal, like, Oh, it's time to get in a work mode or when I'm walking, leaving my office i'm like oh no more work mode yeah, i mean like you see it in your back your rearview mirror you're like all right you know yeah, whatever bye, it is no but, yeah. no more but yeah yeah something i want to kind of ask is like you know like you said you've been doing it for a long time already way before it was you know the thing but even with this year it becoming such a big thing that like did it change how you approach it all like or your mindset just knowing that like <laughs> most of the world's doing, doing what you're now. doing now and like like you said i'm sure a lot of people are asking like how do you do it man yeah. You know, like yeah i mean i think that like it's um I mean, it has so changed a couple of things for me. I mean, um, for one thing, I've just as far as the it's kind of made some of them that like sort of mental health, taking care of yourself, sort mm-hmm. of idea more important for me because like you know some of the things that I, I I'm really used to is I had a couple times a week go down to the coffee shop and work from there for a little bit just to get a little change of scenery. Yeah. And oh, that's not doing that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So that that sort of um, that's one thing people are really struggling with right now is the lack of, you know, you're seeing these same four walls. Yeah. You can't get away. Yeah. It's just like, man, I hate this wall right here. Like, you know, that that sort of (laughs) uh, thing. And so, so, you know, that's something my, my wife and I talk about and work on is just, I'm being a little more active in, um, the things that it can do, you know, going on bike ride, going to the park, mm. um, you know, whatever that is like playing a little bit more of a active role in making sure that, you know, I, I don't just work and sit Stay on the couch and those are the two things. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's daunting when like, you know, even though like you have this dedicated space and these are good things to try to do, in the back of your head, you know, I'm still probably home most of the week. This week, all of us, right? So yeah. it's like, I know to think that way and I know that's the proper way, but yeah, just, it's, you know, it's the, the other side's not changing anytime too soon. And yeah. Yeah, it just affects you, man. It, it is. And I mean, I think the, like that mindset of, especially, you know, I have a work phone. So like, I always have it on me. I get, I can look at my emails at, you know, two in the morning. I, anytime. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, but you know the the I think one thing that um, kind of made me see like resp- just the idea of like responding to emails. You get an email at eleven o'clock, so you respond to it. Um, and 
you know, there's a couple things I think about that. Um, one thing I, I went to, uh, like people manager train uh, class at one point, uh, so not product management, but just people management. And they were talking about like sort of, uh, anti patterns of management, like things that mm. maybe seem like they'd be a good idea, but really aren't. And one of the patterns that they talked about was the, uh, I forget what they called it, but basically the idea that the manager who is always available and, um, you know, will respond to that email that you sent to him at 11 at night and kind of pointing out that that sets an unhealthy precedent for your entire organization. Um, yeah. So like, should I respond to this? Like, am I expected to respond to this right now? Right. And so like the, the, it's actually not, I mean, I know there are organizations where, you know, you're kind of expected to be on, on call all the time, yeah. but it's really not a healthy yeah, yeah, yeah. way to be in, or, yeah. in an organization. Yeah. Especially if you're at like a startup or something like that, you know, you're grinding, you're wearing all these yeah. different hats. Yeah. 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 But I mean, if, for, if you're looking at it as a marathon, like, you know, that burns people out and, you know, you have to take care of yourself and you, you also don't want to set precedent for all the people that you work with that might, you know, you, you have someone that looks up to you, even if they don't report to you, you know, you're always well, working. So maybe they should always be working. And so just yeah, trying to keep in mind, it works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have that influence on, you know, I, yeah. we all have people that we look up to and people that look up to us. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you want to be good for everyone. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I try to answer that, that line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it sucks. Cause like, sometimes I feel I'm like, well, I'm very motivated right now. Like I don't, I don't mind doing it, but just don't think I'm always going to do with that. It's, you can't explain that every time you send, like, you know, you can't send an email and then be like, this isn't an everyday thing. I felt good. You know, like you're not going to put all that into it, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, them, yeah. But, but you know, it's part of that, like learning the people around you, like, Oh, he does just send it when it, you know, but yeah, yeah, man, yeah. it's a tough one. Well, and the, the, um, you know, the, the, I guess one thing that just in general, I think is a good idea to think about in life is, is like, you know, the, the idea is this something is going to matter in, I forget that, uh, it's like, is it going to matter in 10 yeah, minutes, 10, yes. 10 weeks, 10 months, 10 years. And, yeah. you know, if it's something that's in 10 weeks, is this, is this email going to matter? Well, if yes, then maybe you should, uh, you know, yep. maybe you should, but in, 10 minutes is it going to email is it going to matter 10 minutes after you email it yeah yeah like if i waited till tomorrow morning oh. yeah is the outcome going to change yeah is that person going to make a decision at 1101 after i send yeah yeah maybe maybe just schedule that email to go out in the morning yeah, yeah. but that's something i wish i do more now yeah. Outlook. Yeah, no, <laughs> i think true. I, th- I think google has it now too yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, that's what some of my yeah, co-workers do. And I never thought about that. And then like, I, I will get not called out, but sometimes like my boss or whatever, like, man, like I was a w- late email. I'm like, I just felt like, you know, I wasn't stressing <laughs> it. I just was awake and, you know, had too much coffee and now I could do it right now. You know, but, <laughs> yeah. 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 That might be good to schedule the, yeah. the send times. Too. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, the other thing is, it's, it's also depending, you know, it, it's not the end of the world to send out an email. It, you know, sometimes yeah. it is no, yeah. so, sometimes like the, there are honestly on the other side of that, Sometimes I'm going to sleep better if I know that, oh, I got that taken care of. Yeah, let me get it on. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's all situational, but. Yeah, you would hope. And and it seems like a lot of companies anyway are, are realizing that. You know, this nine to five thing isn't the norm anymore. So it, let's work when we can and try to prioritize. But yeah, everyone's trying to find the best way. And I mean, yep. plus we're all different on top of that. You know, so oh, it's yeah. like, yeah. well, what, what works for me doesn't work for everybody. But. 
Honestly, I think I'd I think I'd like to work four tens. This kind of mm-hmm. uh, this yeah, pandemic, yeah, this similar, pandemic yeah. schedule kind of opened me up to that. Like, cause I like like I said, people end up working longer hours nowadays yeah. since we're just home all the time. So what is time? Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so why not just let me work a few extra hours? I'm in the comfort of my own home, yeah. so I don't really mind. I'm not, not. Yeah. There's no driving, commute. Yeah. There's, there's no, no commute, commute time that's gonna change yeah, when I want to so get that. I, I kind of like four tens and having that extra day of yeah. just to myself now. Like mm-hmm. I. Yeah, I have a kind of similar situation in that where my Friday can be real easy if I did what I needed to do yeah. throughout the week. You know, like might be like you said, might have to still be on call, but my actual brain function of of you know isn't working as hard as I needed to. You know, so yeah, I um, one thing that uh, I've seen, I forget who it was that uh, implemented this, but one of the kind of well-known business guys uh, started doing. I think it was meetingless Fridays. So even if you I like are that working, yeah. So like, you know, Friday gets stuff done. I, I think one thing that, um, you know, Friday is a day where I'll often kind of set aside some time to, um, do a little like training or learning, yeah. you know, use it yeah. for a little, like it's important to kind of keep, keep for learning sure. new yes. things, keep brushing up on skills yep. and, um, yeah. yeah sort what's of going that on in the industry, you yeah. know, like just mm-hmm. keeping up. Yeah, so I I definitely like the idea of, you know, either four tens four tens would be great, or at least you know taking a day a week and kind of trying to use part of that day a little bit differently than your yeah. every day. Yeah, you're still like working or yeah. learning, like you said, but not necessarily yeah. on this. Like, get yourself away from whatever yeah. you know other concerns you had. Has that kind of changed too? Like, have you taken on any new like kind of product or like how to work with people now since the pandemic started and has it changed like how you go about that? I mean, even though you, you know, you said you've been doing the remote thing for a while, but yeah. now that the other people are doing more remote work and their headspace is like, you gotta, they're trying <laughs> to catch up to how you've been doing things. You know? Yeah. I mean, I did, I, I got asked, uh, <laughs> I've been in a lot of conversations in the last six months about like, yeah, tips on working from home, like how to think about working from home and how to some of these same things. Um, yeah, I don't want to like, like, hey, this guy's been out there all the time. Like, we should, we should <laughs> like, here tell us about your experience. Like, you don't you, you became like the spokesman for yeah, it without yeah, even like, kinda. yeah, in my, in my group, yeah, it really was. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, so we, yeah, we had a lot of people in the office that are trying to figure it out now. I think well, mm-hmm. one thing that we didn't talk about just to back that, uh, yeah. back for a minute, everyone, um, that I like to manage uh mention to people don't forget about ergonomics <laughs> this is such like oh, this sort of old man me but like god don't work from your couch <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I, and i used to i like this used to be my yeah. workspace a lot and i yeah thankfully yeah well you made a you made a decision and got you yeah, know I got, your I got your... adjustable height desk and yeah. went, well, thankfully sap was kind enough to let us bring some peripherals from home. I got my mm-hmm. office chair nice. and my nice monitor. A little bit of yeah. 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 They wouldn't. They wouldn't break bread for a desk. You know. But <laughs> yeah. yeah but, we can do the chair, but yeah, yeah. Like, can you at least subsidize me, guys? Come on, I'm gonna be here a minute. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, like, you know, it, it's worth. Like, even if you have to do it yourself, like to, you know, spend a couple hundred dollars on your desk oh, or whatever, like worth it. Absolutely worth it. Yeah. You don't want. You don't want carpal tunnel. You don't want to like, you know, obviously I I had a period where I wasn't sitting very well. I ended up messing my back up. Like, you know, just just from having the wrong posture. Yeah. 
And then yeah. how can you just possibly work your best? You know, you're not, you just got a whole other thing to worry about, you yep. know, on top yeah. of your... You can't yeah. be at your best if your body is nagging at you. It's, yeah. You know. Yeah. So just, yeah. Remember your body, get up, do your stretches, stand up every hour, like all that sort of ergonomic stuff. It's important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just because you're at home does not mean you guys have not been working and stressing your body out. Like you still got to yeah, yeah. work on yourself. Yeah. 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 So now that you've been working from home from a decade plus, would you ever go back to life in the office? <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I do value the um, times when I am able to go and travel internally and, you know, go into an office and meet with coworkers face to face. I think an ideal situation for me would honestly be like uh, half and half you know, do two or three days at home, two or three days in the office. Um, you know, there is, you know, I've, I've, you know, managed pretty well. I, I would have a hard time going back into an office five days a week. You know, there is the, like, yeah, I'd have to buy more clothes. I think <laughs> can't go in my, my been living in gym clothes for <laughs> years, man. I just pull out the, uh, the suits from, you know, 12 years ago. They're stolen. Uh, they're pretty yeah. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I think that I, I enjoy immediate, you know, I'm, a generally pretty social and, you know, enjoy meeting this sort of collaboration you can do in person. So I, I do still see that value. I, I think you can do a lot remote and I do like the, there's a lot of value in being able to do remote. It's given me a lot of, sure. you know, I, I live in upstate New York where, you know, and I work for a boss in California. So it's, I wouldn't be able to do that if without remote work, uh-huh. um, you know, being able to, go work from a coffee shop, go, you know, at lunch, I go walk, walk my dog sometimes, you know, those sort of things. Um, I do find, I really do like working from home, but yeah, going to the office once in a while could be good too. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to get that experience, uh, in my current role, actually, I got to, well, before the pandemic, obviously, (laughs) but yeah, I I had a team that, you know, we we were very flexible. It didn't require us to be in the office all the time. And, and my boss, she lived a rather far distance from the office. So Mm -hmm. she didn't really like being in the office a lot. So she's like, Hey, you guys, if you don't want to come in all the time, you don't have to. I got to experience that kind of like hybrid experience where I do get to go into the office and see all mm-hmm. my coworkers, which I really enjoyed it. And obviously yeah. I took advantage of all the, the snacks and whatnot and uh, free, <laughs> free lunches, you know, yeah, that, was, yeah. that was a pretty big draw. Yeah. So th- thank you, Tech, you know, yeah. for, the, for the free meals. Yeah. I, mean, I miss them. I miss them dearly, but, yeah. but um, yeah, I also enjoy the, the value in working from home and being able to do, do like do my laundry while I'm or or just go for a, a lunchtime bike ride, you know? So it's, those little things are, are nice, yeah. but and my, the, my cat though, little, she's a little <laughs> bit of a pest. So I, yeah. See, I used to have more separation from, from my cat, you know, I didn't know yeah. she was so, so needy, you know, I was like, Oh man. That's uh, it's, it's one thing I've um, seen some articles about with uh, like separation anxiety that all the pets are going to have once everyone starts going back to the office. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, for real. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got your cats, but like, people with dogs, you know, dogs get used to this sort of thing. Like, yeah. It's a yeah. Home, yeah. 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 Um, 
Yeah, cool. I, um, yeah, I think that the the dual experience is uh, kind of ideal. But yeah, I guess if I were to, I really like the idea of the flexibility. I mean, some of the things about life are so much easier if you can work from home with like, you know, repair yeah. person coming. You know, we yeah. Um, you don't have to take the day off. Yeah, you know, yeah. To like ne- be exactly. Like it never made sense yeah. for your your window to be nine to five when most yeah. people were not yeah. home nine yeah. to five to drop this off or work on. Yeah, and and the, I think tech, I think tech, and really everyone, like obviously not every industry can uh, be remote, but I think that a lot of uh, tech companies are seeing that you really can make it work as a remote yeah. organization, and um, you know I think that the benefits of being able to you know also just hire the best people wherever they are you know your your company in california but you know what about that like real rock star developer in you know michigan like yep. you know he may not be you know people have families people have lives like can't necessarily assume I mean, that everyone can move but yeah. And then, yeah. And then if someone is in an environment, they're not super comfortable and are you going to get the best out of them now? Cause yeah. they've moved everything out and they don't like it over there or whatever. So yeah. Right. Like, it- there's so being in upstate New York, there's a ton of jobs in New York city, but like, that's not my, that's not my thing. Yeah. Like I, New York city is great to visit. I don't want to live there. Like it's, yeah. it's too much for me. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. But yeah, I'm not, not yeah. hating on New York. It's I'm good, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we noticed that even with our company, like we would do, you know, yearly, you know, trips where like all the management or whatever. And it's like, dude, we save so much money. And even talking to those people, it's like, it was still very interact and like, you know, kudos to the training team to be able to still make it engaging. And honestly, it's like, especially for the veterans, like, man, we've never even done this. So we loved having a new way to learn or interact and, mm-hmm. you know, and then they sent different times. Like usually, you know, you would go out at night with your peers. Now they're like, okay, we'll spend this time as a day night or like a just go, the whole day is kind of free. We're going to do a quick meeting, but mm-hmm. this is your day, you know, and like it's your job requirement to go have fun, you know? So it's like everyone playing around with that. And mm-hmm. like you said, even if not every industry can do it, there's going to be some changes with, you know, a few other, you know, like they have to adjust to it, man. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, something I never thought of is like you've been doing this since before Zoom and video calls became mm. commonplace. So, how has that changed? Uh, how like affected yeah, your well, work you know, I have, to, <laughs> I have to uh, make sure I'm wearing like being a little more presentable. <laughs> I throw a shirt on every time now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I think that the video calls. Um, you know, I'll be honest. I wish that my group did a bit more video calls. I think that you mm, yeah. like, you know, in person, you get the most, you know, uh, interaction and collaboration, but like yeah. video, you can do a lot with video calls, you know, yeah. seeing people's oh, yeah. faces, you know, yep. seeing that like they're engaging. So you're not just like talking to a, you know, talking to a blank room. Um, yeah. I think video calls are, yeah, I, I think that they are valuable and uh, I'd, yeah. yeah, I recommend, you know, anyone that just gets on the phone or gets on Skype or Teams, Slack, whatever they get on now, um, if you have a chance to do video calls, um, try to do it. Yeah, guys, turn, turn your cameras on. Yep, yep. Turn your cameras on. Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one cares. They're like, okay, yeah. you haven't done your hair or whatever. I mean, like you don't have to wear like nice pants. You could just, but it's still funny. It's the same way. Like, you know, when you meet in person and like, that slide doesn't go up right or like there's some tech problem we still got the tech problem with the zoom and that just you know humanizes the experience a little, a little more too and just like reminds people like all right we're all trying to figure it out we're, yeah. we're still here for a purpose but don't freak out you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah no, someone doesn't take that background off of their zoom because they didn't even know how it got on there in the first place <laughs> like that's hilarious you know yeah <laughs> I, I think um you know where the point you make about just yeah, we're all people trying to figure it out. Like it's that's a great point we all need to remember is like that that was, you know, one of the things, especially at the start of this and still start of the pandemic and um kind of where we all are. One thing that, you know, I talked to some people that were really kind of struggling at um home, especially people with little kids. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. have kids, but I know a lot of friends that do, and that's tough to juggle that. Um, yeah. and especially the first of this, we're, you know, a lot of people have kind of figured things out and have gotten into a rhythm, but like, you know, we're, you're not necessarily working from home. You're working, you know, you're, you're working during a crisis, trying to, you're at home during a crisis, trying to get some work done. Like, yes, right yeah, now, that's we a, good all way to that a much more accurate description of it. Yeah. Trying to be like, just be kind to everyone right now. I mean, everyone has stuff going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. you know, we're all people, we're all trying to figure it out. Um, some people like for me, I mean, out of everyone I know, my life probably changed the least. <laughs> so I'm, I'm yeah. lucky in lots of ways. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I live in a small community. We, you know, haven't been hit too hard. We're, yeah. um, you know, I work from home. My wife says yeah, she's able to work from home. Up. Yeah. But like, you know, it's, it's hard for a lot of people. So just, yeah. So yeah. be nice and try to take care of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I don't think any of us is expected to be the most productive right now. You know, like it's mm-hmm. okay to take those, uh, you know, those personal days, mm-hmm. you know, just mental health days, mental health breaks throughout the day, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. Yeah, no, totally. And yeah, do what you got to do. Yeah. Don't, if, if you're, yeah. If you're really, you know, struggling with things like, yeah, take that day off and go get some sunshine. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but, um, I have found last couple of years, I've really noticed that how much just getting out in the sun and air oh, yes. big time. affects my big mood. Time. So, yeah, I mean, if you can just get outside, yes. look at the sky, <laughs> yeah. you'll feel better. <laughs> Yeah, a little yeah. vitamin D. Exactly. Yeah. And that doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be a big adventure. Just go outside and walk around the block or something, man. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all I was doing at first, just walking to the store, especially in the beginning of this, and just to get out a little bit, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Michael, we'd like to go into our segment that we call support quality. And I want to do this yeah. a little bit different for you. Um, I'd like to ask you about either like an application or a product mm. that has brought quality into your life lately. Hmm. Application or product is. Yeah. Let me think about this. Actually, one of the. <laughs> so speaking of working remotely, um, I love this headset thing that I have here. <laughs> like having a good quality, like Bluetooth headset that I can. One of the things. So talking about all this work from home uh, just made me. It's making me think about this. Um, 
not not when I'm on video calls, but if I'm, I, I spend a lot of time. I'm on the phone five, six hours someday, and um, just being able to like get away from my computer and like pace around a little bit, move around a little bit, yep. um, and have a good quality thing. This thing lasts like fourteen hours. Um, it's just this, yeah, what Jabra Bluetooth yeah, headset. So you, so you don't have to uh, be tethered to your desk. Yeah, it's been. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I. That is one. Um, you know, I had this, uh, I've seen this question floating around online of product management, you know, forums or, sure. you know, looking at interview questions. What's something that's, so putting a dollar limit on like, what's something that you use every day that's like $10 mm. or less? Mm, something that's $10. like a simple, something that's ah. simple, but useful. And I was, I, I was thinking about that. And for me, honestly, <laughs> the thing that I came up with was um, I had this little tea basket for making loose tea. I drink tea. Like that's my thing. I, I, <laughs> I drink probably, you know, six cups of tea a day or something like that. And so, um, you know, kind of is, is a bit of my ritual in the morning is, you know, making uh, tea and having my like cup of tea, reading some news or whatever. Um, yeah. It's just this little, you know, eight dollar little basket put tea in yeah i don't know i've had it for probably seven eight years works great i don't know it's simple like it is nothing fancy but use it a lot like yeah like you said like it's something that you use more than you probably really thought about until you yeah you heard that question i'm sure you can buy a way fancier uh tea you just need this like mesh ball or whatever you yeah. toss it in. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Can I turn that back on you guys? You have anything that comes to mind, you know, something simple that you think simple. you use a lot. Uh, Yeah. You know what? Something simple that I bought recently is just like a, like a charging, a wireless charging dock for my devices. That's right next to my bed. It, oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm in the Apple ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So I have an Apple watch. I have an iPhone. I have AirPods. Mm-hmm. This thing was like twenty bucks, and it charges them all right next to my bed. Like, oh, nice. you know, so I, don't, just, like, I don't have to throw put them anything on there. I just, yeah, I just throw them on there, and it's just works. And they're charged. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it's simple device. Nice. What about you, Anson? Uh, man, I mean, I still like for me. I still travel for work. Um, try to keep it safe there, but me not having my pen on me or whatever like that, man, is super important. Like, you know, I I have to have one that I know is going to work for me, mm-hmm. and like. It, it changes everything like I'll, i will stop what i'm doing because i'm like no like like so people are like here's no here's a pen like nah man like i know like it's like i gotta keep it it, it keeps me sane to know i have it because like why don't i have it i know i always have it in this pocket what did i you know so it's like it just resets me sometimes and um even yeah and i, I feel jumbled when yeah when it's like running low I'm like, all right let me go get my other one whatever you know but <laughs> super important to me and it's not a once again not a fancy pen i just have a brand i like or whatever mm-hmm. but you know i mean yeah, that's something that I definitely just try to have in my back yeah. pocket and I yeah. need it for whatever I need it for. When you don't have your primary pen, you got your burner pen for on sure. hand yeah, in case you sure. need to write a quick note and be like, yeah. don't tell nobody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Cool. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Um, you know, if if the people want to yeah. like know what you're up to or uh, know what projects you're working on, how can how can they connect with you? Uh, well, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I would like to say I'm more on Twitter, but I haven't used Twitter in a while, if I'm honest. So uh, I'd say, yeah, <laughs> I do a lot. Of, I, I'm out on LinkedIn and um, 
probably the best place. Yeah. Cool. A lot of Michael Smiths yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that is that is a little different, <laughs> difficult for me. Um, if, if you look for if if you look for uh, online for for uh, Michael Smith Lander, that's uh, a little differentiation. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, I just noticed the uh, LinkedIn started doing like stories or something, man. Yeah, so, I did see that. Great, really. yeah, yeah, LinkedIn yeah, stories now. To do what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. likes consuming that like short form. Yeah, content. like I said, we're just like, oh, that's a cool tab. tab. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. quality, yeah. quality yeah. goods. We're gonna have to step up our LinkedIn stories game. Yeah, crazy. Nice. <laughs> yeah, catch right, them on like, there. Yeah, we'll, we'll link your LinkedIn in our in the comments or the description of this podcast. Yeah. You know, you can find quality goods on LinkedIn. We've been creating some uh, yeah. some podcast content for there, so you can see what we're up to there. Yeah, but awesome. other, otherwise, you can follow us on Instagram at Quality Goods TV. Yep. I'm at Mr. Beatty on Instagram. And I'm at Young Man Old Souls. Yeah. It was a pleasure to talk product Definitely. because I haven't gotten an opportunity. And that's, yeah, that's to, a very uh, foreign uh, thing yeah. to me. So it was good yeah. to hear just, yeah. And uh, like you said, it's an OG of the, uh, f- of the remote game. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. So <laughs> I, uh, I figured like our listeners, like there's a lot of people good tips, man, for working real. from home that haven't really had that experience. So yeah. it's, it's nice to have those kind of tips, you know, to maintain your, your mental health and, <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah, but it was great. Uh, yeah, enjoyed talking to you guys. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice yeah. to meet and, you. Yeah. And you'll catch us yeah. on the next one. Till then, we out. <laughs> <laughs>